0: Hi, this is Connor from Fireside Church. Thank you for listening to Fireside Church Messages. If you want to learn more about our church or what we're doing during this time to stay connected, visit our website, firesidechurch.org. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, Fireside. Happy Easter and, um, I've been editing that video for uh, b- pretty much all day yesterday, and I just want to say thank you for Ali. welcome back from college, thank you to Kat, and thank you for Christina, of course thank you for Connor, um, I don't know about you, but every time I would edit it, I'd get goosebumps, I listened to, to it a couple times this morning, just because this is a morning of celebration, and it is a morning that we celebrate the good news of Jesus Christ raising from the dead, conquering our sins on that cross. And we are going to celebrate, even though you are in your homes. And we're trying to do our best to make the best of this situation. And I don't know, you're probably on Facebook and you're seeing loads of things that just, you know, are hard to hear. Um, you're hearing things about, Uh, hospitals and the lack of supplies, but you're also hearing a lot of good news. And I don't know if you've been watching, you know, um, Jim from The Office posting good news. Some of the other late night hosts are posting Mm -hmm. these good news and these sharing these stories of people who are uh, doing some great things in the midst of it. But the, the reality is the good news, actually the gospel is translated as good news. And so those acts that we do of good news doesn't come from you know, uh, just trying to be good, it comes from understanding the good news of Jesus Christ and then uh, reciprocating and doing as God wants us to do. And yesterday, actually it was two days ago, um, Adam Norfield had these four costumes and we went around and if you hadn't seen the intro of, of this morning's gathering, go back and see some clips. And we had a unicorn dancing, an alien dancing, a hippo, and an um, um, Easter bunny dancing around. And thank you for Antoinette for making all those Uvidia chocolate yeah. baskets. And uh, we sent out over 45 baskets. And it was just such a, a, a fun time. Um, I, I was with my girls, and Ellie was in charge of uh, zippering my, my hippo costume. And <laughs> I, I got stuck a couple times, and she's like, Dad, I can't get it open, and then left. And I'm like, Ellie, I cannot get out of I'm like trying to get out of this hippo costume. But good news. The Gospels mean good news, and we are going to celebrate good news because Easter is here.
1: Yeah, and you know, just like Andy said, I feel like... We're on like a roller coaster of emotions right now and um, it was awesome to be able to process Easter week with this backdrop of just thinking about these moments of triumph and then this despair and mm. sadness and grief and just um, the pieces of that of like, God, how are you going to resolve this? Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of tracking along with that with Good Friday and Easter's here and so we're going to go ahead and read the Easter story together this morning.
0: Yeah, and thanks for all those who read Mark sixteen. This is what we're trying to do as a church. The church is just not about us. It's it's a it's a group of people, and so we're trying to include everybody. So thank you guys for spending the time to do that. And it's powerful. Um, It's very very powerful.
1: So let's read together Luke twenty four verses one through twelve. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone. "'Rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, "'they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. "'While they were wondering about this, "'suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning "'stood beside them. "'In their fright, the women bowed down "'with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, "'Why do you look for the living among the dead? "'He is not here, he has risen. "'Remember how he told you "'while he was still with you in Galilee. "'The Son of Man must be delivered over "'to the hands of sinners.' be crucified, and on the third day, be raised again. Then they remembered his words.
0: I am so excited for this morning, because I do believe that there is a word for us, and um, Kate and I have both been processing, you know, what does God want to say to us and through Mm -hmm. us, and so we are so excited about this morning. And, And as we read Luke 24, Luke's account you know, you, you, this one line, it's like, why are you looking, you know, for Jesus here? Why are you looking at, he, in, in the land of the dead? He's not here. And we were talking about this idea that, you know, in the midst of COVID-19, the question of where is God often kind of surfaces and where is God? Where is God in this? Where is God in suffering? And it is fearful times. We don't want to minimize that, that it is scary. It's unprecedented Um and this question, where is God, I believe can be answered in saying that I think we're looking in the wrong place. And this is what the angel said, you're looking in the wrong place. You know. And right now, we are in our living room. Our kids are downstairs in our basement with snacks, watching a movie so we can have some time to talk with you guys. And this is an Easter that we've never had before. And there are many church buildings that are empty, and often churches' buildings, actual buildings, signify God. And so we say, well, where is God? And we're looking in the wrong place. And and the reality is that, that God is alive, and that God in His Holy Spirit has entered us for those who've accepted it. And so wherever you are right now, God's there. God is there. Uh, you know, Jesus is alive and he's active and he's at work in the midst of all this. He's not in a building. He's not in, you know, uh, you know, in any like, you know, paper you read or article. Like God is, is existent today. So when you think about where is God? And, and, and the, que- the reality is this, that if you're searching for God, what you will find is a God who's searching for you. A few months ago, at one of our gatherings, I talked about the story of my my three my four year old now Blake, and uh, about a year ago, maybe it was like six months ago, we went to Walmart, and we I had uh, three of my kids at the time. We did not have Drew at that point, who's four months now, and I'm in the toy section. I don't know why I took the kids to the toy section in Walmart. Uh, that is a bad decision, but. We were in that section and I'm managing and Emmy said, hey, dad, I want to show you something. So I said, Ellie, can you watch Blake? Well, Ellie's preoccupied with some Barbie stuff. So I don't know if she understood or heard. So I went with Emmy. I came back to the cart to find that Blake is nowhere to be found. And so my first thing is, I know where Blake is. Blake's with the cars. You know, he, he's his boy, he loves superheroes, he loves cars. So I go searching up and down the aisle that I think that he is at, the, the car aisle, the toy aisle, and I have lost my three-year-old son in Walmart. And I start to freak out and I am searching and I am looking everywhere. And so I figure, all right, girls, drop what you're doing. We're gonna we're gonna go to the entrance and if he sneaks out or if someone takes it, whatever it may be, we're gonna cut him off. And so we sprint and I'm going to this cashier and I'm like I lost my boy. I lost my boy. It's like, well, how old is he? And he said, three years old. And they start judging me. Three year old? What are you doing? (laughs) You know, you have you (laughs) lose a three year old? And I'm like, this is not the time to do that. And so I'm looking, and then all of a sudden I see a huddle of Walmart workers, and in the middle of it is this little boy, and he is searching for me. And I go running to him, and I say, Blake, there you are. And he and he says, Daddy. And all the workers like, well, apparently this is your son because he knows and he recognizes you. And I think that that's the same thing that Jesus does is that, you know, he is searching for us. And sometimes we're searching in the wrong places. We're searching in the toy aisles when he's in a a different, you know, we need to focus and not search for him in the land of the dead, you know, but search for him in the land of the living.
1: Let's continue reading Luke 24. Now, the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? How foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them.
0: I love this story. I think it's such an, an alive story. And so here you have these disciples, they're walking. And these guys have given the, the last three years of their life to follow this man, um, this rabbi, this leader, who they thought was going to be this worldly king. And they were going to gain some power and authority. And all of a sudden they see him hanging on a cross and their hopes and their dreams of him restoring Israel as their own country that was occupied by Rome at that point was just gone. And furthermore, people were searching for them. So they just fled and they're scared. And there's this you know, scene where they're walking you know, with their heads down. And as Kate and I are processing it, it's like they're walking with worry. And I feel like so many of us right now, especially in today's time, we're walking with worry worry, mm-hmm. and we view what's going along around and we just feel like there's a hopelessness about it. There's uncertainty and we're just walking, you know, talking about the things that, you know, have happened. Mm-hmm. And so these disciples are walking and then Jesus appears and they don't know it's Jesus and he's kind of oblivious right and it's like someone saying to you like hey so what's what's this covid-19 thing right and in someone saying well don't you read the newspaper have you been on facebook haven't you read the seen the news like i mean we're in a global pandemic, and so this is kind of what's happening. And they're like saying, like all these things that happened in Jerusalem. You know, there was a you know a big like trial, and they've hung you know the, the, this man named Jesus. You know, and you know everyone was it was in an up it was just craziness. And, and they're reflecting on the current times, and these guys are just walking with worry. But then something changes. Mm-hmm. Something changes in them. The circumstances don't change. Jesus was still, you know, um, on Friday, hung on the cross. There's still all these things happening in Jerusalem. Rome's still in power. But something changes. In reality, things start to get worse before they get better. Because now those who followed Jesus, which they thought they had dealt with Jesus on the cross, that now like, they're, they're more energized and they're more passionate. And this movement is growing. And the question is, what is changed? Mm-hmm. What has
1: changed? So verse 30, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. So this is the moment, right, that you were just talking about, that they're having this recognition moment where they're seeing Jesus take the bread and pray and break it. And it's almost as if they're like, wait a second. I feel like I've done this before. I feel like I've seen this before. And they have this moment and Jesus almost has like this little like, there it is, you got it. And then he disappears.
0: Yeah, and I i, I like this... This whole story because for me, you know, Blake's just getting into like superheroes. And what I I love in a a superhero film is this when they realize that their hero is someone that they know, you know, and they, they just think, oh, this is just Peter Parker or, you know, whoever it may be. And then all of a sudden, they find out like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, something gets triggered, right? They either like say a line or they say something sit you know the, the other day we we're all playing superheroes in the house. I was a Hulk, you know, Blakey was Captain America, we had um Iron Man and we're just all wrestling, and there's a one there's something happens, something happens um, for you, you know little kids and for those who grew up you know in the 90s you may remember Aladdin. Yeah. And there's that one scene where, you know, Aladdin in the beginning, he's a street rat and Jasmine and him have this like, you know, like, you know, this kind of, you know, uh, interaction with each other. And then later, the genie grants him this wish and he becomes Prince Ali, you know, Prince of Alibaba. Is that what it is? (laughs) Uh, And 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 so she's like kind of like questioning, you know, him. And then he's on a carpet and he says this line, do you trust me? and that line was a line he used when they first met and all of a sudden it triggers something it's like wait a minute i know who you are you know do you trust me and i think this is exactly mm. what's happening here there's there's a trigger moment
1: yeah but you know just like in moments of of crazy chaos mm. there's something about us that makes us forget yeah and sometimes that that fear that we experience it causes us to forget yeah. and I think you know in general we think about right now we think about them that fear fear is a liar fear tells us that okay yes you may have seen God work in the past you may have seen mm-hmm. him do great things but but this time this is it this is different it's not going to happen this time and the whole Bible is essentially full of examples yeah of a forgetful people that God does something amazing. And then very shortly after his people, we are, mm-hmm. are forgetting that moment. And so we look at even back in the old Testament, we look at Joshua um, and, and Joshua is, is getting ready to lead God's people into the promised land. And there's this sort of almost, almost um, a nod, mm-hmm. a God mm-hmm. wink that he's giving them to say, you know, look, look what I've done. And and so he is stopping the Jordan River so that they can cross into the promised land on dry ground. And Joshua and his generation, they would have been the children, they would have been children when Moses led them across the Red Sea to do the very same thing. So God is reminding them again, reminding them of his faithfulness. But he says, you know what? Just to make sure, I want you to do something. And if we read in Joshua 4, he tells us, He's basically telling them, I want you to be intentional to remember what I've done. And so Joshua 4, 21 through 22, he says to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Mm. And so Joshua, God tells Joshua, I want you to take 12 stones, Eve. One for each of the tribes. I want you to build a memorial here. And every time you look at it, I want you to remember what I did. Mm-hmm. And we see it again in 1 Samuel 7. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer saying, thus far the Lord has helped yeah. us. And so again, this they're celebrating this victory and God is saying, Put a monument here, put a marker, an Ebenezer. Or, Mm. you know, we see these today. We call them Karens. And in in, um, hiking in the White Mountains, you see these stacks of stones, and they are meant to be a reminder on the trail of which way you should go. They trigger something in your memory. And so I think when we have these moments of fear, we have to be intentional to remember, to remember what God has done. And, you know, we were talking recently just about a moment in our life, not so far in the past. um, Many of you have followed our journey enough to know some of the details of our daughter Ellie and our our health journey with her. And um, last June, you you might remember that we got some unexpected news that our second daughter, Emmy, was having some health issues and we did some testing and tried to navigate it. And um, we found out that there was this this chance that some of the problems that she was having were were being caused by something in her brain. And so we were doing some MRIs to figure out what those were and they were coming back clear and so we were kind of in this watch and wait period and just this past February, um, we had an MRI and and we got a call from our doctor one Saturday morning that said, okay, so there's been a change that Mm -hmm. this MRI is showing um, something a little more concerning and um, we're going to transfer you to the care of oncology and that was a uh, that was a big blow mm-hmm. to us We the timing was we had just kind of wrapped up some treatment for Ellie and gotten a clear end of treatment scan and we're looking forward to maybe a different season and then we get this call and, and so this Saturday morning um, you know around our house we don't get awesome windows to process things (laughs) and so our kids are all running around the house and we're like let's let's just get outside let's go for a walk and we have this awesome trail um in the woods by our house and so we get everybody coats and shoes and and we start walking just to give us some space to be able to kind of think about what we heard and um process and just a minute or two into our little hike as a family we see this karen this stack of rocks on the trail and it was almost Mm -hmm. like god was just giving us like a little nod a little wink like remember you have done this before this might feel familiar and remember who i was remember um what i've done and in that moment You know, nothing had changed about our circumstances, but everything had changed about our perspective. And I think it's this idea of when we reflect, we can expect. When we Mm -hmm. reflect on who God has been, we can expect who he will be in the future. And so I think the same is true when we look at this story. These women at the tomb, you know, they they are remembering. It says they remembered what what Jesus had said or Or his disciples, they have this moment where he breaks the bread and they remember, right, right. we've done this before, wait a second. And this is what, this is what, this is the moment, this yeah. is the reflection. And so what do we see them do in those moments as they remember? Right. They go from walking in worry to remembering and running. Mm. They This changes. And as Andy said, their circumstances are still yeah. scary Um it says the women ran to tell everyone and the disciples head immediately into Jerusalem, which yeah. was where everybody who was out to get them was in Jerusalem. Right, right. And so nothing had changed in that sense, but they're remembering and they're running. And I think, you know, as we think about Good Friday, the cross, Easter, the resurrection, these serve as monuments, as Cairns mm-hmm. on our calendar to remember but what do we do with that? We, we run with it. And the cross didn't just save us from something. It saved us for something. There was, there's a purpose mm. for us. And so I think Hebrews 12 just states it beautifully. Our purpose when we run. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud mm. of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right Mm -hmm. hand at the throne of God.
0: And as we close here, as Kate and I process this idea, because I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of letting fear making me forget um, and there is this, like, I like Kate, there's a little wink, you know, Jesus with his disciples yeah. and they break bread and they're like, oh, it's you. And then he kind of like, yes. And he kind of disappears <laughs> and he just kind of like yeah. wants you to remember Yes. This is what was supposed to happen. And I'm alive and in and nothing changes, but everything changes, yeah. right? And their circumstance don't change, but their perspective changes. And it's the fact that they believed Because they saw and they experienced that Jesus was alive. Mm. And as we were processing, we were thinking of this idea of what if, what if we lived believing Jesus lives? Mm. Like what if we truly lived our lives believing that Jesus is alive? That we don't look back and we we say, you know, like Jesus was a good man who did some good things, who had some good teachings, you know, you know. Know that He is alive and He's active right now. And I think if we can do that, if we can be those people, that church, people who actually believe that Jesus is alive, Mm -hmm. it will change everything. Mm -hmm. But yet, it won't necessarily change your situation or your Mm -hmm. circumstance. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what you're going through, no matter what the fears are in your life, Mm -hmm. just know that there is a God who, you know, in the midst of all this is alive and has already claimed victory on the cross and in His resurrection. And let's go searching in the right places. Not in the wrong, let's go searching in the right places. And let's remember the ways He's given us strength to get through. And so we can remember and have confidence that He will do it again. And so as we close, you know, I don't... You probably are getting the same things that we're getting on our Instagram and our Facebook that people are posting, people singing all around the world and mm-hmm. worshiping. And we there's this one that really hit me. And in Brazil, they had this, on March 20th, they had this uh, day of fasting and prayer. I think it was from the government. Mm-hmm. And they blasted this music around the whole, you know, uh, a sit, one of the cities, in Brazil, and there's this footage, and the and the song is because he lives, and it's an old song um, from the '60s that uh, if you grew up in the church, you've, you've probably heard it. And I, I was watching, I'm I'm in my room, and, and I'm in the living room, I'm watching, and Kate comes in, and I had like watery eyes. I'm I'm not gonna lie. And Kate's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "This is just so moving, right?" And and the midst. Of everything that they are singing that he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all my fears are gone. Because I know he holds a future, life is worth worth living because he lives. So what I did, at, um, I used to own a video company before uh, I went into ministry, is I took some of these clips and I put them together, so I just wanna show you a a minute and a half of what happened in Brazil. It, that gets me mm. every time in the midst of what we're going through, mm-hmm. a, a reminder that He lives. And so um, we wanna be those people and I just want to end in this one verse real quick, Second Chronicles 7.14. And this has been a passage that many churches around the globe have been reading. And this is after the temple, after Solomon um, dedicated the temple. This was the word to them. And I believe this is the word for us. And it says, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. So let's search for Jesus who's searching for us. Let's not let fear cause us to forget and let us not walk with worry, but let's remember and run and let's live believing that jesus lives so katie if you would open us as we close in prayer and then i'll close us after you let's pray
1: god we just thank you so much that you are alive we thank you for so many places that we can remember and see your faithfulness and trust that in the midst of uncertainty when we just don't know we don't know how you are going to resolve Mm -hmm. something that we can rest in knowing that who you were then will be who you are now Mm -hmm. that we can count on it that we can um, run run with our eyes fixed on Mm -hmm. you God and I just pray that we as a church Mm -hmm. um, would be able to do that that Mm -hmm. Easter would be what propels us Mm -hmm. um, forward as we come Mm. to you and pray and humble ourselves and seek your face, Mm. God, that you would heal our land, that you would heal Mm. what is going on around us.
0: And Lord, we just remember that resurrection today, and we want to run with that reassurance of who you are and that you are alive, and we want to live believing that you live. So Lord, help us and strengthen us. Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you for the gift of grace, and it's in your name we pray, amen.